If you could have a guide, someone to help you tell your story, give you the tools to reach your ideal customer, lead you to living your dreams and turning a profit, would you follow it? Everyone, every passion has a place in this world, and each has the potential to be unstoppable. It's time to buckle up and tune in to your personal strategist, life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chapin Stark. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Happy Monday from the studio here at Unstoppable Start. Um, today is uh, the start, the end, the the edge of the cliff on which I stand. <laughs> and I come to you with, um, you know, all sorts of snot and, and uh, scratchy throat and... I'm just irritated that my last show has to be feeling under the weather, but I'm here. I'm here as promised, um, and I am. I am as always the unstoppable Lindy Chase and Start, and I call myself that for a reason. And I want to share this with you guys before we get started in the show. And y'all forgive me. I'm gonna try to hit the mute button if I have to do that obnoxious throat clearing thing. Um, or blow my nose because, well, it's just exactly what I needed today. But let me share this with you because, um, you know, I told y'all my story. We're going to start with, since we're talking about history today, let's talk about some history, shall we? Um, I always say my dad told me I'd be unstoppable if I ever got started. And in, what was that, 2006, I married a start. And when we divorced in 2011, I kept his name and basically branded it. <laughs> So, so I I fulfilled my dad's desire for me to be unstoppable. Um, but anyway, that's kind of the history of the Unstoppable Start name. And I came across this manifesto for resilient living. And it's a one word uh, manifesto for me. And I just think it's fabulous. It says unstoppable. Being unstoppable is not what I do. It's who I am. Occasionally, I experience doubt or fear, but I refuse to be defined by it. If I stumble, I look for the lesson. If I hit an unexpected detour, I look for the adventure. I take responsibility for my choices because with ownership comes freedom. I direct my energy towards creating my destiny, and that makes me unstoppable. Now, all in all, every single word in here speaks to me, but the part about hitting an unexpected detour and looking for the adventure, I promise you every single one of my friends that I've ever made a wrong turn with or who, have, who I've been with when they made a wrong turn, I've said, hey, it's just an adventure. So that just, when I saw that, it made me laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. I was like, dang, Lindy, that really is you. So that is my one-word manifesto for unstoppable. Um, and here I sit <clears throat> on the edge of the cliff. I apologize for the throat clearing again. Um, but I, I sit here on the edge of the cliff, and I and I think about taking that risk and jumping. And that's kind of where we are today. We're going to look back at the history of advertising over the last 30 years, we're going to talk a little bit about 
you know, where we are right now. I'm going to, I'm going to touch on some points that y'all might recognize. <laughs> and, um, then I'm going to share a little bit more about where I'm headed. Because this, my friends, is the last show for right now. As producer Rhonda says, <clears throat> thank you, Ro, for reminding me. It's just for right now. Just for right now. And that's okay. It was time to take a break. It was time to process all of this fantastic and wonderful information that I have given you guys over the last, oh my gosh, year or so. And um, I'm almost done with the website to a certain point. And it's time to launch into my next course of action, which apparently is all about getting my daughter a horse. (laughs) I know you all have heard me tell this story too, but she is a kid who wants a pony. And everything I do in my business and everything I do to grow my business has to be to support her pony endeavors. So there you go. Um, She has decided she wants to barrel race. Proud mom that I am. Um, Yes, I know you just went through your head. There's your daughter's going to be on a horse going 60 miles an hour around a cloverleaf pattern. Mm -hmm, Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Yes. And if you've ever seen a horse do this barrel race, they can do it, um, you know, anywhere. Like the really, really good ones. The world record, I think, is somewhere around 17.3. That's seconds. Um, <clears throat> and you, you watch those horses go around those barrels, and they literally are sitting down in the dirt. Like their butts are in the dirt. <laughs> they come around a barrel and they launch towards the next barrel. I mean, it's just insane, and this is what she wants to do. But I've never seen a smile on a child's face the way I've seen her light up when she does this. So I'm all for it. It's absolutely amazing, and in addition to her being able to do that, I get to get on the back of a horse pretty regularly now and fulfill my dream of being Pony Girl because it's what I wanted to do too. But my daddy was an insurance and risk management consultant, and there was no way in hell I was going to be riding horses like that or riding a green machine or jumping on a pogo stick or jumping on a trampoline. (laughs) Because my dad was Mr. Safety. So, um, So you want to talk about history? There's some history for you right there. Uh, My daddy was also the one who sort of launched me into wanting to be a management consultant. He was the one who always helped me see every side of a situation. He was also the man who put me through the Myers-Briggs, Briggs-Myers when I was 12. Yes, I said 12. And um, it showed that I was highly empathetic and at 12, again, I apologize. At 12, you don't really have a, have an idea of the concept of empathy. It was something that I did not um, understand. And it wasn't something that they taught easily back then. I mean, that was, what, 80, the early 80s, mid-80s. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, when he said I was too empathetic, I thought he meant I was pathetic. So I lived a lot of my life around believing that I was pathetic and not good enough to do anything, even though I had these insane aspirations um, to be, you know, this management consultant or um, all of these great things that I ultimately turned out to be, which I'm very happy about. 
So thanks, Daddy, in heaven. I appreciate it. Uh, you were a big old pain in my butt for many years. <laughs> but I hope I have proven to you that um, I'm unstoppable. So um, here we sit. Here we sit with this exciting new frontier ahead of us. And <clears throat> sometimes in order to know where we're headed, we have to look back, which is why I'm sharing with you a little bit about my history. Um, but let's let's get a little nostalgic for a minute and think about when we were kids, bright-eyed, new in the workforce. You know, I mean, I had my first job when I was, what, 15? Aside from helping my dad in his office, I was working at the yogurt shop when I was 15. Had to get a ride back and forth to work. So what was it like back then? What was I like back then? What were you like back then? I know I didn't have quite as much gray hair. That <laughs> was probably at least 40 pounds lighter. Um, and the fashion was something like uh, knee socks pushed down around your ankles with those high top Reeboks and members only jackets and parachute pants, all of those fun things, right? So it was a, a different space. Think about how your mama used to watch her stories. I know that's what we call them here in the South. I don't know what y'all call them. They're soap operas all over the world, telenovelas <laughs> in South America. Um, but yeah, my mama watched her stories. My grandmama watched her stories. So I was raised watching stories, lots and lots of drama. The world was different. And if I go back to those stories, if I push back farther than 30 years, I will share with you this little thing that you learn in Marketing 101 if you're not familiar with it. Um, but you know how commercials are louder than the TV shows? <laughs> this always cracked me up. And it bugs the crap out of me now because I have to crank up the volume for the TV, TV show and then the commercial comes on. It's like it's digital these days, guys. You don't have to do this anymore, but it still works the same way. The reason they would they would up the volume on the commercials in the booth was because um, during the stories, when the commercials would come on, the woman of the house who was watching the stories would get up to go do things. She might get up to go wash a few dishes or put some laundry in or, you know, whatever, whatever it might have been in the day, right? So they'd crank up the volume on the commercials to get that person's attention. Da, da, da. There's a reason for everything, folks, and that's exactly why that came about. <laughs> that is exactly it. They wanted to make sure that the woman of the house who just got up to, to take a break from her stories and put some laundry in was hearing about the hottest new laundry powder. <clears throat> and there you go. So, isn't that crazy? <laughs> so that's going back to uh, probably the 50s. So let's move up 30 years into the 80s. And, um, you know, you kind of question, well, what's the point, Karen, about all of this, Wendy? Well, as I said, quite frankly, if you want to predict the course of advertising, you kind of need to understand the change that's happened from the past. Maya Angelou said it best. If you don't know where you've come from, you don't know where you're going. And that's the same with advertising. 
So we're going to look at the last three decades and kind of see what it can teach us about the future, which is very exciting. Okay, so um, Rhonda, sweet Rhonda, just gave me a cue that we've got three minutes. I'm going to go ahead and take a break since we're at a good cutting off point and I need to drink some water. <laughs> so you are listening to Unstoppable on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. And welcome back. Oh my gosh, y'all, you are listening to Unstoppable on Inspired Choices Network, and I am your host, Lindy Chafin-Start. Hang on two seconds. Hmm. I'm doing this with a little bit of a bug today, which um, is making me sound a bit like, as Uncle David likes to tell me, Brenda Vaccaro. Sorry, Brenda, I feel like I'm not doing you justice, sister. Um, so we're talking today about the history of advertising. And before we get back into our discussion, um, let me just say that here at the studio, we are all about small business and um, helping you get the unstoppable start you deserve. So if you'd like to have a conversation around your marketing and advertising, your efforts, if you are feeling stuck where you are and just need somebody to help talk you off a ledge or over to one side of the fence or the other, please feel free to give us a call. The number here is 404-245-7474, or you can find us on unstoppablestart.com. <clears throat> All right, so thanks for bearing with with the voice today. But we're, we are, we're talking about the history of advertising and Let's take it back to, we'll just say somewhere around 1989. 
So in 89, the world was just being introduced to the World Wide Web. Yes, that is what we called it then. And it forever changed the landscape of information gathering and our communication capabilities. Would you agree? <laughs> this was truly the start of the globalized world we see around us today, and it dramatically shifted the way advertising takes place. Isn't that just crazy? 1989 seems like it was just yesterday, but I guess it wasn't. Um, advertisers were eager to engage the network of over 5 million users. The World Wide Web in 1989, 5 million users. Uh, man, that's kind of crazy. Those numbers are staggering to me. <laughs> Ah, let's toast uh, how the Internet has grown. Just uh, a few years later, in 1995, advertisers began to use banners and pop-up advertisements on websites. <clears throat> now think about it. This was, oh my gosh, 1995. Let me think back to what, what websites looked like then. If anybody ever used a... Um, Homestead, if you ever used Yahoo um, to build your own website instead of having someone build it for you. This was back when the HTML was the popular um, language, programming language. <laughs> it was a minute ago. And people would use banners and pop-up advertisements on websites, right? It seems commonplace now, but at the time, it was a dramatic change to advertising. <clears throat> and as Rhonda brought up during the break, you know, with DVR these days, we can fast forward through ads. I did it last night. I recorded 911 on Monday night and sat down to watch it over dinner last night and fast forwarded through every commercial. Isn't that funny? I don't always fast forward through commercials. <laughs> commercials because they do give me a lot of great information. Um, not necessarily about the people advertising, but just about advertising in general. If you pay close attention, you can learn a lot. Um, so five years after that, right, just five years later, the landscape changed again with AdWords. Dun, dun, dun. Google. So this would have been um, 2000. Google AdWords came into the picture. Advertisers could now run advertisements ranging from display ads to search ads directly on Google to target and reach potential customers. And customers began to have control over what advertisements they saw based on their own taste. Isn't that crazy? In 2000, this is 19 years later. So 19 years later, how much has actually changed? Well, I would guess by the fact that Google changes their search algor algorithm about every four and a half or five months, I'm going to say a lot. Um, but it is kind of funny to think about how long ago that was. 19 years, that's a child. <laughs> Your child's now an adult. Um, that's a long time. So development didn't stop there, though. In 2005... Guess what was launched? 
2005. This is only 14 years ago. YouTube. Crazy. And now it's like, <laughs> it's, now YouTubers have figured out how to monetize their videos, how to sell merch, how to make millions of dollars playing video games, being stupid. <laughs> I mean, ah, some things my daughter watches and I just want to, I'm going to go back to 1986, barf. Goodness. I mean, seriously. So, yeah, 2005, out came YouTube. Birth is its new baby, its new self. And two years later, they were already doing pre-roll ads before videos. And a year after that, Facebook reached a million, a hundred million users. So, 2008. Facebook reached 100 million users. Okay, so let's look back at our numbers real quick. Um, do, do, do. Was that 1989? Oh, yeah. 1989, advertisers were eager to reach the 5 million users on the World Wide Web. And just a few short years later, Facebook, the first true social network, reached 100 million users. Ah, yeah, it kind of just twi twists your brain. Um, but, but, I mean, hell, electric lights and indoor plumbing were new at the beginning. <laughs> the beginning of the 20th century. So why is it so odd for us to for us to look at this and see these numbers jump the way that they did? You know, it's just a thing took off. It was the next thing and it took off. But it is kind of funny to think about it. <laughs> so so yeah, YouTube pre roll ads were available for advertising before video in, in two thousand seven. In two thousand eight Facebook reached its 100 million users, offering businesses a connection to their audience on the largest social media site in the world. Now advertisers can market more efficiently by narrowing their demographics based on interest, buying habits, and other factors easily controlled online. <clears throat> it's a really short history lesson. <laughs> but there's more to it. It it might be a few bullet points, but there's a lot more to it, as always. And, I mean, hello, who are we talking to today? It's me. So, what's the takeaway? Well, it's important to understand that advertising is returning to a more personalized level in which advertisers can speak individually with their target audience. Now, does that mean that their targets are walking into their business and that's where their marketing funnel begins? No. What it means is that they have mm, and the ability to see and understand data and incorporate that into their advertising that they didn't have access to before. Right? Interests, buying habits, other factors easily mined 
and controlled online, right? Additionally, the customer has more control than ever in what types of advertisements they see. Okay, so examples, go to Facebook, look at your feed, you see an ad pop up, you've seen it before, go to those little dots up in the right-hand corner. You can say hide ad. They're going to ask you why you want to hide it. You've already bought it. You've seen it before. Meh. It's not relevant. Whatever. You can choose not to see that type of ad. I think I told you all last week, um, you know, because I'm in marketing and advertisement, marketing and advertising, a lot of ads that pop up on Facebook for me <laughs> are um, about other businesses that offer marketing and advertising. And now they're not competitors by any means. They're just, it's tools and coaches and, you know, all of this stuff. And when you look at that, sometimes it can be a little disheartening, a little painful. Why are they getting to do that and I can't do that? I want to do that. No, it's really not like that. I do enough. I don't need to add anything else to my plate. <laughs> but... um you know, here they are with their great their great tools that they offer. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily need to see it all the time. So hide that ad. I have control over that. So the future of advertising must realize that the consumer is not going to be talked at. That's very true. Consumers do not like to be talked at anymore. That is why storytelling is such a huge thing. That's why being involved in the conversation is so big. We have the power to change the advertisements we see. So new advertisements have to engage their audience quickly and correctly from day one. It's critical. <clears throat> Finally, the last 30 years have shown us that the world is going global and going digital, and that isn't going to change. No, it's not going to change. But as we've talked about before, it's not going to stay this way forever. People get tired and want to step away from. People are desiring an experience over a story. They're desiring their own story over being told a story. And advertisers and marketers need to realize this. Now, what does that look like? How does that shape the next 30 years in advertising and marketing? I honestly don't know. I wish I had a crystal ball that I actually activated to tell me. <laughs> but I don't. I don't have that. Um, what I do have is the knowledge that <clears throat> not only my generation, the generation, of, so I'm Gen X, not only my generation is growing tired of the bombardment of give us your money. Every generation is. Every generation requires different methods, different perspectives. Every generation has a different perspective. 
and they all receive information differently. This is not anything new to y'all. So what's it going to take to give them an experience? I mean, it's not like product placement in a movie anymore. I'm going to hearken you back to um, Back to the Future when the Pepsi can appeared. Remember, before, you know, before that one single solitary Pepsi can, it was some made-up name for a product sitting on a table. Product placement was a thing. <clears throat> it's changing. It's changed and it is changing. And it's exciting. <sighs> so how has it changed? We've talked about that. How is it changing? Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back from break. All right. I'm going to take a quick uh, catch my breath moment and drink some water. And we are talking about the history of advertising over the last 30 years. You are listening to Unstoppable on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by life purpose coach and marketing maven, Lindy Chafin Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. And welcome back. You're listening to Unstoppable on Inspired Choices Network, and today we're talking about the history of advertising and how it's changed over the last 30 years. Um, you know, it's funny <clears throat> when we talk about how things have changed and how consumers don't like to be talked at. Um, <laughs> I'm going to share this. Keisha just, just was cracking on me for um, using y'all organically because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I say it all the time. Oh, but I was watching, I don't know if y'all have seen this, so I, I told you I don't tune all the commercials out because, honestly, you just learn so much from commercials. And um, since it's my business, I, I tend to pay attention. So I wanted to talk a little bit about storytelling and <laughs> and humor and the use of humor. So that's part of how this landscape has changed. I mean, you think about it. Um, go back to when MTV launched and how videos were literally just artists in front of a camera. <laughs> and, they, 
oh, that was back in the day when it was cool to have one video playing and then a fade-in of another video while that video faded out. I mean, seriously? <clears throat> Times have changed, thank goodness. Here I go with the water. If y'all knew my throat was on fire right now, you would be like, why are you even here? Mm. My throat is literally on fire right now. It hurts. But that's okay. I'm in it to win it. And we're going to talk about storytelling and humor. So um, <laughs> so I was watching uh, this new, it's the new, um, it's a Stevia commercial. Is that the brand name? <clears throat> I cannot remember. But the commercial was on the other day, and it goes through um, the succession of different people. And the announcer is talking about, um, you know, about this, the product, the Stevia product, and how you can use it to sweeten. And, well, if people knew they could grow or if people could grow stevia, then they could do this themselves. And the succession of people they were talking through was like, oh, if I could grow stevia, I'd, you know, I'd do this, and I'd I'd make my own muffins, and I could, you know, whatever. So at the end of the commercial, there's this daughter and her mama. And I'm going to say the daughter's about my age, and her mama would be about my mama's age, which is, you know, 80-something. Um, and they're sitting on the front porch, and, and the daughter says, well, if I grew my own stevie, I could sweeten my own sweet tea. And here's Granny sitting back on the porch swing. Well, hell yeah, we would. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. <laughs> All she needed to do was finish that with a y'all, and you'd know exactly <laughs> where the hell she was from. Oh, my goodness. I laughed so hard. It was the funniest thing I have seen. <laughs> I've got to find this commercial and send it to Keisha. It is the funniest thing I have seen in a long time because it's truly the Southern mean. Whenever a Southern grandmother hears something that she either agrees with or she doesn't agree with outwardly, but she agrees with inwardly, she goes, she is. Everyone, you think I'm kidding? Ask. So, so yeah, when when Granny was sitting back there on the porch swing, going, well, "Hell yeah, we would." I mean, <laughs> just it really was funny. So, when we talk about, <clears throat> and that's the thing. So obviously, the stevia producer was they. <laughs> They were, they were getting their audience's attention by being funny. And humor has a, a big part of the experience. So it doesn't matter if the humor is on paper, in a paper, um, in video, on a podcast. It doesn't matter where it comes from. But if you use humor to engage, if you can engage your audience with a laugh, and this is part of what I mean, it can't always be a pitch. But if you, yes, yes, 
the shotgun, Keisha's like, I can see the shotgun next to her on the porch swing. Uh, hell yeah, you can. <laughs> so if you can engage your audience with laughter, you're making them part of the story. I totally related to the Southern grandmother. Now, I didn't relate to the, to you know, another person or another person or another person in this particular commercial, this advertisement, but I did relate to the Southern grandmother, and it made me laugh. Now, I use a Stevia product every day, so I, I'm not... Um, <clears throat> necessarily in the market to switch and it might actually be the stevia product that i already use but all that said it's just part of the way this landscape has changed now a couple of other advertisers that have really really nailed it when it comes to both storytelling and the humor engagement um so have y'all seen the farmer's insurance commercials um, farmers is the one that says, uh, yes, <laughs> yep, uh, yes. So the farmers insurance commercials are the ones that relate um, telling the story of something that had happened to a potential new customer. Like, um, oh, what was the good one? Oh, sitting up on makeout point with the convertible open and the and the giant wave comes in and washes the jellyfish into the <laughs> into the car while the couple's trying to make out. Um, you know <laughs> we cover a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. That's the thing. They make it part of their story. They're telling the sides that oh yeah, the moose swing, that was another good <laughs> Oh, this is another good one. Y'all are making me laugh today. Um, they just have great stories. The little kid sitting out in front of the house playing with the cars and the Lego blocks, and he's built this little this little house, and he drives the car up a ramp and, like, Dukes of Hazard style into the playhouse, and here comes this car launching Dukes of Hazard style into the real house behind him, and he just kind of turns his head and looks <laughs> I go. All right. <laughs> so it, we cover a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. So they're telling part of their story that you don't get to see. And they're telling the humorous part of their story. And they're engaging you because you think, no, that couldn't really happen. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Just like you watch, you know, there's a hundred year flood and you watch this car come floating down the river, floating over the bridge. Instead of driving over the bridge, it's floating over the bridge because stuff like that does happen. So it's a good reason to buy insurance. I'm not going to lie. Remember, Daddy was insurance and risk management consultant? No lie. So um, that one's a, a just, you know, farmers, they do a great job <laughs> of sharing their story. Um. So storytelling again and humor. Now, another one that really cracks me up, and I saw the latest release of theirs a couple of days ago, Mayhem. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm going to have to look it up. Um, Mayhem is a mascot 
of um, a particular insurance company. And dude just cracks me up. Um, Allstate. There we go. Cute guy. Actor. Plays Mayhem. So the latest installment of Mayhem is um, Kitty Cat Mayhem. And he he's like laying on the pillow next to his owner swatting at a toy, cat toy. And he, he's sharing the like what the cat really thinks. <laughs> like, I realize you're a human and you suck. And I come up here and play with these things. Because, you know, I mean, he's like just as serious and as calm. And his pre- I mean, his presentation is just hilarious. And here is this cat who's him being the cat who's like doing all this stuff, going up to the upstairs bathroom, unbeknownst to the owner, and turn, you know, playing with the faucet or playing with something hanging around the faucet and inadvertently turned on the tub faucet. And something falls in the tub and blocks the drain. And the next thing you know, the owner's sitting on the couch downstairs <laughs> with the mayhem cat. And the ceiling comes crashing in and down comes the bathtub. I mean, it's hilarious. And it's all about mayhem. And the the mayhem that these accidents and incidents and crazy things that you just never expect in your life to happen when they happen this is what happens and and this is why you got to have insurance because if you didn't have the right kind of insurance then you'd be stuck paying the bill for this it's pretty classic so <laughs> it's, it's humorous storytelling this guy, this actor is not a comedian. Insurance is not funny. But they've figured out how to engage their audience by using storytelling and being humorous. Isn't that fun? Ah, that's like, take a deep breath and just enjoy that for a minute. Because as a small business owner, you know what that does for you. What? That does something for you? You bet your bippy it does. What does that do? It opens up the possibilities for you to do the same type of thing. It opens up opportunities. It gives you license to just be you. (laughs) That simple. So, so, just so y'all know, (laughs) I I talk about Uncle David. Uncle David is one of my best friends, but he is also um, on staff. He is my, my on staff humorist. He has got the driest, most ridiculous wit you would ever know. And you will, on the new website, you will see his profile and you will see Uncle David. Um, And he is my staff humorist. (laughs) Because he's funny and, you know, I feel like my audience needs that. (laughs) So, 
So I'm excited to um, to include him in my new endeavors in 2020. <clears throat> we we are going to take another short break. Can you believe it? That whole segment was all about humor. <laughs> these these advertisers, these crazy crazy advertisers who use humor in storytelling. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back. We'll talk a little bit about the future of advertising, especially when it comes to Unstoppable Start Studios. So you stay tuned. You are listening to Unstoppable on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. We all wish we had a few extra hours and a few less things to do in our hurried days. By tuning into Unstoppable, hosted by Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin Start, you'll hear success stories of how other entrepreneurs have uncovered their passions and learned to live a balanced, purposeful life. You'll receive tips and tools to market and grow your business, wrangle the chaos, and design the life you've dreamt of. Learn how to be unstoppable by tuning in to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This is Unstoppable with Life Purpose Coach and Marketing Maven, Lindy Chafin-Start. If you have a question about marketing your small business or finding balance as an entrepreneur, or you're just trying to get up the courage to do your own thing, let Lindy know. You can call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. Now, back to Unstoppable. And welcome back. You are listening to Unstoppable on Inspired Choices Network. And we are in our last few minutes of our last show for right now. <laughs> I throw up a finger. Not that finger. I throw up my index finger just for right now. So we've been talking about the history of advertising. I hope y'all have gotten some giggles out of this show with me. Um, I like to think of myself as being part of the history in advertising. <laughs> wow, that's getting kind of big for our britches, isn't it? But it's true. I've been part of the advertising landscape for a minute now, um, back when we used fax ads to newspapers. Don't think that newspaper is dead. Print is not dead, as you've heard before. It's actually coming back around. It's becoming part of the landscape again. And I, I hope that we'll see um, we'll see some changes there. We'll see less negativity and more positivity around print in newspapers. Um, there's got to be a way to do it that's going to help save our planet instead of hurt our planet. But um, I think you are going to see it as far as an as a medium goes, as a communication tool, uh, it's gonna it's gonna circle back around. So stay tuned with that. Um, more about Unstoppable Start. So you guys know I created this business um, 
to help small business owners. And in addition to actually doing the work, (laughs) um, I have always had a dream of growing the business more in a direction of consulting and strategy and coaching. Now, uh, I am a certified life coach and um, am working towards becoming a certified um, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship coach in addition to that um, because aside from knowing that small business owners can't be everything if they're front-facing their clients, I also know how hard it is to stay balanced and focused and find time for family and friends, uh, find time to contribute to the community, to the world at large. Uh, So part of my endeavors for 2020 is something that I was challenged to do and my friend Megan's um, and, and, and fellow host, Megan, Megan Salito, um, her imprinting for riches course. And um, that's what I've been working towards. And it's probably why you've gotten a lot more radio silence than normal from me. Um, I intend to create a community of entrepreneurs who come together um, for inspiration and and bonus learnings on um, marketing and entrepreneurship <laughs> um, who want to find balance, who want to figure out how to take care of themselves again, um, who want to contribute to the community but have no idea how to start. So so I've been working on a plan to bring this group of people together. And I'm my hope is to pre-launch it um, as a gift to my friends in our Imprinting for Riches class. Keisha, did you just do a cartwheel? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so I'm I'm hoping to pre-launch it before the end of the year and then do some holiday advertising around it and officially launch it in January. Um, and it will be a one-minute tip and hopefully 15 minutes of action that lead to a year of joy. That's where I'm going. In addition to what I already have on my plate (laughs) is horses and children and school and a business, you know, Um, because that's who I am. That's the unstoppable side of me. That is the girl I want to see on my book jacket, by God, (laughs) when I finally 
finally published that book. Um, and it's coming. It's coming, folks. I promise you. My editor, Andrea, <laughs> I know she's just waiting, waiting on me. Um, ooh, I love that. Rhonda just asked, I wonder if you're a generator in human design. We need to have that conversation. That's kind of interesting. An interesting way. No, I don't. Um, that's an interesting uh, way to look at that. So I'm super excited about this, you guys. I mean, I am so... I haven't had this kind of fire in a while. And, of course, I worked my ass off this weekend. I'm not kidding. I my office slash family room needed to needed some energy movement. So I came down here and moved bookshelves, desks, couches, TVs, the whole nine just to kind of get some energy flow going. And it's and it's been helpful and I was like ready to hit it. <laughs> it's so hard to get this stuff done and start the programming and blah, 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 blah. and I woke up Monday morning with this freaking sore throat. <laughs> It was like, body said, meh, you might have dreams. I think you need to sleep. So that's what I did. And that's what I've been doing for days. So now I'm playing catch up. And here's where we are. The last of the Unstoppable radio shows for now. <laughs> Throw up the finger for now. I'll be coming back. Um, Christine, don't. Don't uh, take away my marketing marketing slot because there's going to be much, more, much more to it. And Keisha just sat in cat food. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys make my life so much fun and you bring so much joy. Thank you for the giggles. Thank you for the last months upon months of bringing you lots of fun marketing things. And until we speak again, I hope you stick to being unstoppable. <laughs> Thank you for being Inspired Choices Network's most valuable asset and for tuning in to Unstoppable. Host Lindy Chafin-Start will return next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time with more valuable tips to support you and your small business. Until then, be unstoppable.